This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Not a good start. A bar, a bar. Who believes in omen? Yeah. And it's not a good start. Me. I had a boss who made me on the way to work every day go as low as I could go. I was supposed to go like this. As low as I could every day because he hated my high pitched voice. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> From Studio C. Uh, C Studio. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Monday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager Donald J. Trump, Vladimir V. Putin, the big stinky in Helsinki. It's on. <laughs> Did you come up with that? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. The big stinky in Helsinki. Um. I was just looking at the picture. Trump is a much larger man than uh, Putin. Yeah, no doubt. Which about is going to benefit him when he goes in for the kill. <laughs> He's a lot older. He's going to whip off his overly long necktie and string him up. Trump's not a guy who can take off his shirt and ride a buffalo or whatever like Putin. But, <laughs> but dictator um, on a buffalo, much larger man. So uh, later this very hour, they're going to come out and uh, and take questions. 6.50, supposedly. They are going to take questions. That's what we are hearing. All right. well, Reporters could, are lining up. That could be damned interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's when, that's when if Trump has, you know, uh, held himself in throughout the private meeting, when he will say what's on his mind is when the press is badgering him. There's no doubt, I think. Yeah, I'm mystified by this whole thing. I don't get what it is. Do you think he should have shown up? I don't think he should have shown up. I'm not crazy about him showing up, honestly. I don't see how you... Well, we'll talk about it more before we get to 650. I don't see how you possibly go into this thing. It's just... I don't know. It's so weird. What would what would you say? Well, we'll talk about that later. Huh? Right, yeah. I have a strong, strong take. I mean, I was, it's, it's not one of those like Obama... Former Obama administration officials who just... He criticizes everything Trump does. I'm just mystified by what no. this is. No, I was pro him meeting with Lil Kim, but I just I don't. Sure. I think this one should have been when the indictments came out. No, no, no. Until we can have some guarantees that blah blah blah, I'm not meeting or something. Unless he like got that. in his face. But, but what are you even going to accomplish with that? He's just going to say no, I didn't, and then, lay down the law. And then where are you once he says no, I didn't? You That's say, not yeah, true. I think you did, and we're coming for you. And then turn around and walk out, spit in his face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I don't see where that goes. Yeah, anyway, I hear you. I guess. Well, I, well, you're mystified too. It sounds like. Okay. Well, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. Good. This, at six fifty this morning, Trump and uh, Putin will introduce celebrity apprentice Moscow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is always the element of show business about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly if Trump's involved. a secret closed-door meeting without aid. Speaking of showbiz, I watched the uh, World Cup soccer yesterday. And uh, remember the Russian rock band Pussy Riot? Yes. They're a thorn in Putin's side. Well, apparently they're responsible for having certain fans run onto the... Uh, during during the match in protest of Putin, right? They were dressed as police people, and uh, Pussy Riot put out a statement explaining why that was. I found it quite poetic and beautiful. 
quite powerful. Yeah, but I'm wondering how that's going to end for this rock with, band. With them in jail. Well, two of them spent two years in yeah. jail yeah. for a previous protest. Two years in a Russian prison, which I'm guessing ain't that great. Yeah, I imagine it includes a beating now and again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to go really rough for them. Uh, you, uh, you brave, brave social justice warriors and Antifa people. You want courage? Take a look at those gals and their kind of, buddies. Kind of person that gets on the street of Seattle and smashes a Starbucks window with a bandana around their face because yeah. they're so scary, knowing there will be zero consequence. Somebody who punches some sixty-five-year-old Trump supporter in the head as they walk to a rally in San Jose. Oh, you're very brave. You're the resistance. Oh. And you stand up to the government, knowing you're going to go to prison and uh, and possibly just disappear. Right. That takes some. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, if uh, current trends continue, by the year 2040, nearly half of the U.S. population, about 49.5% of the of the country, will live in eight states. An implication of this is that 30% of the American population will control 68% of the American Senate. The House and the Senate will be weighted to two largely different America. America's, according to this report that I'm reading. I find that fascinating. Yeah, Yeah. that is interesting. I'd like to know more about that. We've already gone that direction as we remember the map from the Hillary supporters versus the Trump supporters. Right. Right. Two completely different Americas. And And if the population continues to rebalance itself in an unbalanced way, yeah, that'll have all sorts of repercussions. Interesting. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. Hi, Marshall. I'm doing very well. You know, you were talking about high-pitched voices. You had a boss who had you do exercises. That's good. That's really good. (laughs) Jack, nobody wants to hear that rat-a-tat, high-pitched rat-a-tat that you do. I started working in radio when I was 16, so that's when I got smart and started smoking. Good man. Lower that's a good my strategy. <laughs> you kids listening out there. Yeah. If you'd like to be big stars like us, that's the key. And if you want to Light off the cancer sticks. Yeah. You want esophageal cancer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Decades later, when I decided that all the coughing uh, was uh, not worth it anymore, I quit. But uh, Lots of singers and announcers yeah. started smoking back in the day before you knew how awful cigarettes were. It was yep. a common thing to do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it look cool. You know, generally look and cool. And it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Sure, the kind of music I like, virtually all the big singers in there, they got the ripped up whiskey and cigarette voice. And it's just, I'm never going to have it. Yeah. Mm. You're better off. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. But I don't sound road weary. <laughs> Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty on this Monday, July 16th, the day of the summit, except for Ambassador. Huntsman, the ambassador to Russia, says it's not a summit. Stop calling it a summit. We right. never called it a summit. It's a get-together. Why is the media calling it a summit? What difference is it? The Tea Party. Anyway, we're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. All right, let's begin now settling the problems of the world precisely, according to FCC rules and regulations, and of course the Helsinki City Codes. Here we go at Mark. We'll be talking about meddling, and uh, I will absolutely bring that up. I don't think you'll have any, uh, gee, I did it, I did it, you got me. There won't be a Perry Mason here, I don't think, but you never know what happens, right? But I will absolutely, firmly ask the question. Yeah, I I don't know. It seems to be, first of all, he's in a no-win situation with the media. There's no doubt about that. And probably would be no matter what, but... But what are you going to say? We got you. And he's going to say, you got me. Oh, damn it. I thought I was going to get away with it, too. Hand over those guys who hacked us. They're actually in the next room. I've assembled them for you. They're already handcuffed. He's just going to say, no, I didn't. You're wrong. Then where are you? Prove it, a-hole. We'll discuss this more, I suppose. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump-Putin closed-door meeting is on. Not a summit. Not a summit. Slap in the face for an iconic Democrat leader. 
And it's Amazon Prime Day today, a marketing miracle. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. A marketing miracle. I think I know where you're going with this, and it's notable. Uh, How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We have weekly shower thoughts. Uh, Ben Franklin quotes a live, uh, well, not live, but in-person report on Trump in Scotland. Much more. Action-packed. It's going to be another disrupted show, at least the first part of it, as we have the Trump-Putin press conference at about 6.50 it's scheduled for. Yeah, yeah. That, that's got to be good. I mean, how could it not be good? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. campaign, Trump says, hey, Russia, hack into Hillary's emails, and they did that day. We should cover that angle of everything. What does that mean, if anything? Oh, listen to the liberal media, folks, mischaracterizing what Trump said. Liberal! Um, I don't think that's an insult, the way you do, but, you know, that's fine. What's that? Oh, liberal? Yelling liberal at somebody? It's an insult. Um... Did and more currently, did Trump wink at Putin? We have the video and we'll take a look at it in a few minutes and we'll make our determination. Well, what 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 are we hinting at here? Or should I? Just, I mean, let's make a deal or let's nice, make sexy time. No, or? I think it means nice job on getting me elected, huh? Wink. Oh, jeez, listen to you. <laughs> what the hell? Who, who, Thanks who is for this that whole for? election. What are thing? you trying to prove? <laughs> Uh, it's outrageous. No. I, I won't just, stand for it. I, 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 don't, I don't understand why this is happening, this meeting. Right. Well, let's get to that in a few minutes. I, I heard one analyst, an analyst say neither one of them want to talk about it, so they'll put the, probably put that beside them really quickly. Well, one of, it's like if your wife's cheating on you. Right. Maybe neither one of you really want to talk about it, <laughs> but one of you knows you need to. And the other one would like to put it off forever. In my experience, it's that sort of topic that's really the only thing that ought to be discussed. Right, but one of you would be perfectly happy to take put it off forever. Right. And Putin is fine. Yeah, okay. We could play the blame game. Not talking about it <laughs> sounds great to me. Right. Mailbag. How about the DNI? Trump's own DNI coming out on Friday and saying, we're under attack right now mm-hmm. by the Russians. Is Trump going to mention that? He said he was. But then he kind of predicted that it, you know, wouldn't go anywhere. Putin's going to say, I don't know, internet? I don't don't got anything to do with it. Must have been that 400-pound guy you're talking about on his bed. Here's a freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than the good doctor, Ben Franklin. In those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Huh? You know, that may be an authentic Ben Franklin quote. Several of these have explanations of the context, etc., that make me think they're authentic, but I don't know. About half the quotes on the internet are fake. Signed, Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Moving along. Your your (laughs) weekly shower thoughts, uh, as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Uh, A couple of them are kind of heavy, but I think they're worth considering. Depression is like reverse cancer. There's so little you want to do, but you have so much time left. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've never been in that position where I, uh, like, 
didn't want to do anything. It's an illness. It's a mental illness. That's what they say. I've never, I've never, I've never felt that way. So, I'm oh, glad. speaking of which, so uh, I forgot to take my uh, medicine, my uh, blood pressure medicine this morning, which is causing me anxiety, which will raise my blood pressure. If I just forget about it, I'd probably be fine. <laughs> Isn't that the old switcheroo or There's catch something. twenty-two or I something? I don't know what it is. Uh, moving along, a real smart TV would increase the volume when you started eating potato chips. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I do like that. Or what when your wife runs the blender or something like right. that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. If people could sample a fit body for five minutes, they'd probably be a lot more motivated to get fit. Ooh, that's a great one. Wouldn't that be something? We've talked many times about how terrifying it'd be to spend you know, five minutes inside somebody else's mind, but to try out like a really fit guy's body? And the reverse. Or, or woman, ladies. Maybe my apologies. You're, maybe you're moderately. Unless you're trans. Maybe you're my mo- apologies to you folks. Maybe you're moderately fit. It wouldn't be that, that noticeable a difference. But how about going the other direction? The person that can barely get themselves out of bed and rides oh. a scooter around the mall. Oh. <clears throat> See what it feels like to be them for a while. That'd probably keep you away from the uh, the pudding pops. That's some tough love. I hadn't thought about it that way. It's taking it a little negative, but I see your point. Boy, a pudding pop sounds good. Oh, on a summer day like today? Are you kidding? Fabulous. <laughs> uh, How refreshing. Pudding in frozen form. This one's obvious, but I like it. When we're young, we sneak out, to, uh, sneak out of our house to go to parties. When we're old, we sneak out of parties to go home. So true. If That's something. That's a good one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I start planning my escape route five minutes after I show up to a party. I got I got my own issues, but I don't know how many parties I've been to in my life where I go to the bathroom and I just stand in there. I don't need to go to the bathroom. I stand there and I look at the mirror and I think, why am I here? Wow. <laughs> what do how they long, call How it? long till I can leave? The Irish farewell or something? <laughs> what, what's that expression? The Irish goodbye. The Irish goodbye. Yeah, all of a sudden you're just not there. And that's the way I've left. I used it. to feel bad about that. Nah, I've left every party I've ever been to that way. Yeah. Or, or I wake up on your floor. Those, those are the two <laughs> options. I tell you what. <laughs> If you, and if you, you know, as an adult, <laughs> you walk over me in the morning on the yeah. way to the bathroom. Oh, God, look at that. Uh, as a grown adult of some level of sophistication, if you just disappear, then drop them the, hey, great party the next night or the next day thing, you're 100%. You get full grades. You ought to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to, on your way out, say, hey, really enjoyed myself, blah, 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 blah. How about if it's your grandma's 90th birthday party? Shouldn't you say, you know, see your grandma or something? Granny, I got to get home. I'm tired. Instead of just disappearing? Yes, probably so. Uh, I love this one. Having just spent a fabulous weekend with my my fine dog, Baxter, running around and stuff. If we didn't already have dogs, trying to start a domesticate the wolf project now would make you look like a crazy person. (laughs) No kidding. No, no, no. Listen, I just want to take the more placid wolves and have them in my home and breed them. And over the course of a couple hundred years, we'll have a variety of sort of wolves. Sure, I'll let them play with the kids. I'll leave them alone with the kids. Sure. Babies even. I'll tell you what, a pug's interesting. They do not care. They're like a cat in a dog suit. They don't care. When I pet him, he looks at me like, why are you doing this? Pug don't care. Why are you rubbing your fingers on me? This is weird. Would you please stop? Yeah. They have no interest in being petted. Like every other dog just loves it. You know me. I'm Mr. Gentle. I don't want to offend anybody. Ever. But what the hell's the point of a pug? Beats me. (laughs) Okay. A lot of people like them. You'd have to ask someone else. A lot of people. Oh, there's one there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's soothing. A lot of people I like like pugs. I just don't get it. (laughs) Every day I walk in, I say, hey, fatso, what's up? He lifts his head. He lays it back down. F you. (laughs) He knows you're talking about him. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, and finally, our <laughs> I think the tone you deliver this one in is very important. Our bodies decide to float after we've already drowned. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's a dark one. Good morning, everybody. God. You know what's interesting is how many kids, including my own, enjoy doing the dead man's float in the pool. Oh, I did yeah. I did as a kid, I too. I did it all the time. As a parent, it's freaking horrifying. I actually had my mother jump full clothed into a pool after me when I was doing that because yeah. she couldn't, she wasn't sure. Didn't and, see it start. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I see it start, when my kids say, hey, I'm going to do the dead man's float, look how good it is. Right. I think this is horrifying. Right. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, moving along to lighter fare. Lighter than children drowning. Oof. Yeah. Michael transition music. Good Lord. This is unprecedented. We've never done transition music during the mailbag. There we go. We need to clear our minds. It's my fault. I brought it up. There we go. Oh, that's good stuff, isn't it? What were we talking about? I don't even remember. Moving along. Uh, Luke uh, writes, Guys, I just heard the term that I think defines fake outrage even more precisely in this day and age. You should use it. The term is recreational outrage. Mm, that's a good one. It's a winner, Luke. That's a good one. Well done, sir. I will use that for the rest of my days, because that's clearly what it is. Yeah, you, you hear people doing it, and they're not really mad. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's a pose. surface deep. And then on social media, that's almost entirely rec- recreational outrage. Right. It's a pose to uh, make, make friends and uh, appear to be virtuous yourself, but it's not actual outrage. We've run into this ourselves with various things with the show that people get really mad about, and then, like, when Joe <laughs> engages them, they back off immediately say hey i'm really sorry i kind of lost my head i love you guys you do a great show i've listened for 20 years and i'll listen for the rest of my life after you know email number one or whatever was just venomous and angry and bitter eh, i don't know people got a vent i suppose so the 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 the, uh, the not a summit ends here anytime any chance that the door opens trump's like shirts untucked and stuff like that he goes like this with his hands i killed him bleeding from the side of his mouth yeah i think it's a lot more likely it goes the other way oof yeah, I mean, I back our guy no matter what, but uh, please. Unless Trump has the element of surprise on him. I want to hear a full-range discussion with you at a quarter till before we get to the press conference. Great. Over what he could have possibly accomplished. If he could have strung a piano wire in his necktie and said, oh, oh it's a little warm in here. Is it just me? Is it warm? Take off his necktie and then slip it around Putin's neck and... See the, like a mob movie. See, the crazy thing, there's a decent chance Putin has done that to people before. I think it's virtually assured. Which is, you know... If he hasn't done it, he's ordered it many, many times. Yeah. Wow, you took it dark again. Michael, play more transition. How's, how's that dark? <laughs> it's fanciful. It's comic book. Uh, Marshall's News next, and then they're going to have ask, a press ask conference. Ask the people in Pussy Riot how the comic book it is. Um, press conference between Putin and Trump. That's got to be interesting. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Before we go to Marshall's News, we have video of uh, Trump and Putin meeting this morning. We're going to watch this real quick and decide if Trump indeed winks at Putin. Let me see that again. Ah, looks like he gave him a wink mm, to me. I don't know what the wink the means. Left eye. The eye is open. Now the, the brow goes down. He looks at him, then gives him a little wry smile. That's a winky pooty. He's going to win him over with his charm. Well, yeah, see, I think I, I, I take this all as 
as Trump just thinks he can be really, really nice to people as he tries to fleece them because that's what he's done as a businessman his right. whole life. Lure them in, then stick it in. No, 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 we're friends. How come I'm losing all the time? How come you haven't paid me? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I don't Putin's think that's got no time. For no, it. I don't think that's going to work on Putin. But I, I think that's what Trump's up to, as opposed to their friends behind the scenes. Look or something at Putin's like body language. Putin has I got. Could, the, I, you wink your eye. I kill you with my eye. Putin has got the all-time cockiest body language. The way he leans back in his chair. Yeah, <laughs> he's, just, there he is. he's got the cockiest yeah. body language ever for these kind of settings. Right. Right. <laughs> he's a hard guy. He's leaned back. Putin don't care. Yeah. Well, he is he is a he's a seriously hard guy. And he's the uh, richest man on the planet, too, yeah. having fleeced the Russian people. Most likely a sociopath. Right. Uh, so there you go. He actually doesn't give a damn. He's incapable of giving it a damn. Yeah, yeah. The, you got Trump, who's famously easily butthurt, or seems to be. Yeah. Then Putin, who you could stab him and he wouldn't change his facial expression just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll learn more about what they what they, they discussed here in a few minutes when they come out for the press conference. We are going to stick with it on uh, any of the stations that want to stay with us. But let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, i got to tell you, the one-on-one meeting between President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin is running overtime no. and has now passed the two-hour mark. It was originally scheduled to go for 90 minutes. The meeting has only translators present, along with Trump and Putin. But anyway, it is running overtime. Okay, well, that gives us more time to discuss before we get to it, because I don't see how you why you sit down with him given the information that came out Friday. And by the way, if you didn't hear, Trump got the word on Monday that this indictment was coming down, so he's known about it for a a full week. Right. I don't see how you sit down that you don't don't lay some groundwork because, as uh, Ian Bremmer just tweeted a little bit ago, it'd be really hard to press the case on this with translators. Not only would it be hard for you to do one-on-one like this, because the guy's just going to say, no, I didn't. that's, That's why it'd be nice to have, you know... Your second or third in command or whatever meet with Putin's second or third in command, and they sit down and you lay out the paperwork and say, this is what happened. We know here's the this and that, and they get into it. And- right. Well, I, I, I kind of disagree with the, your premise, Ian Bremers, in that you're not having the meeting to hear what they have to say. You're there to deliver a message. And if Trump says to him, look, uh, you messed with the election, we got the indictments, and Putin says, no, yet. We, didn't. we did not do this. Trump says, yeah, you did. Here's what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Then that's a productive meeting to me. Lays it out. What's the Tells possible? Tells you we are going to screw the hell out of you what's guys. What's the possible? Here's what we're going to do. We'll attack your uh, your cybersecurity in every way we know how, and we're better at it than you. And we'll Why bring aren't down we all your electric grid, grid and the rest of it. I, I don't know. We, we, the people of the United States of America, <laughs> over the last several administrations, have been way weak on Putin. We keep thinking we can talk to him and conjole him and and and, and uh, sanction him or whatever. He's a hard ass. He probes for weakness all the time, and he's found it. The Obama administration was incredibly feckless and weak against uh, Putin, if you ask me. You know, Trump, the uh, jury's still out. <clears throat> but I don't have any problem with him if he delivered the message that if we so much as sniff you guys messing with yeah. us again, you're gonna your head is gonna spin. I think this is such a big deal. I don't think you can do that. I mean, they've been talking for ninety minutes and then move on to other stuff. I don't think there is any other stuff. Right. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of serious issues, obviously Syria, Crimea, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you attack the very system that we are. 
You tried to you tried to influence a president. Well, maybe you did. Who knows? You tried to influence a presidential election. That's a huge deal. It is. Although that's what states do. That's what espionage is. So to me, if I'm the president and I'm I haven't made a decision about 2020 yet, but if I'm the president, I say, look. Uh, we're going to retaliate like you can't believe. We're going to bring you down in this way, this way, and this way. Uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You get me? Do you hear me? All right, moving along. Let's talk about trade. I have no problem with that. That's that's two uh, that's two heavyweights. You know, letting each other know what time it is. I I, I don't think you're wrong. I just think there's uh, different ways to approach it. Here's one little. I think piece. it'd have been a hell of a statement for Trump to call it off. Agreed. Sure. Yeah, that would have been a strategy. Here's one thing nobody's talking about. This is this is why I am so mystified. I don't mind the idea of the Trumpian, let's get together, let's get to know each other, let's talk a little behind the scenes, let's figure out where we both stand, and then we'll do it more publicly with AIDS, the rest of it. Right. A lot of old-timey foreign policy people are going crazy over that. I just think they're stiffs. They just insist everything be done the same way it's always been done. But here's the hang-up. Trump met Putin for two hours at the G20. A number of months ago. I can't remember exactly how long it was. They met privately for two hours. Then they talked for quite a while at the, uh, was it the World Economic Forum in Davos? Just whatever a couple it was. of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah they yeah. met for an extended period. So, so what is this? Are they dating now? Is it? There's no need for, a, I just want to get to know them a little bit. I don't think. So I just don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, as you uh, as you mentioned, the uh, meeting today is following the indictments of the Russian intelligence agents who've been accused of trying to influence the election. CBS Jeff Glor did an interview with Trump over the weekend and asked the president, "The Russians who were indicted, yeah. would you ask Putin to to send them here?" Well, I might. I hadn't thought of that, but I certainly I'll be asking about it. But again, this was during the Obama administration. They were doing whatever it was during the Obama administration. And I heard that they were trying or people were trying to hack into the RNC too, the Republican National Committee. But we had much better defenses. I've been told that by a number of people. We had much better defenses, so they couldn't. I think the DNC should be ashamed of themselves for allowing themselves to be hacked. They had bad defenses, and they were able to be hacked. But I heard they were trying to hack the Republicans, too. But, and this may be wrong, but they had much stronger defenses. That's from the I prefer soccer teams that don't get stuck in caves school of thought. <laughs> I don't That is a strange answer. Uh, that was during the Obama administration. Well, if they'd attacked the U.S. and taken Florida and Georgia... During the Obama administration, right. would that be okay? Well, and then the the por- portion of the Democrats didn't have good enough defenses. It's on them. No, no. If it, you know, if I leave my keys in my car, I, I shouldn't have. But if somebody steals my car, they're the criminal. That's car theft, auto theft. Yeah. And the Russians hacked into the Democrats. Whether they had should have had better security or not, you know, that's a different question. All right. Anyway, the joint news conference with Trump and Putin is expected shortly. Should come down before 7 o'clock this morning, West Coast time. The way this seems so much different than the North Korea thing to me is we legitimately were saying, and I honestly believe Trump was considering obliterating North Korea if they don't go along. What hand do we have at all with the Russians? So if Trump went in there and said, you better knock it off, I'm not talking to you until I see some results, you know, and walked out of the room. Putin would say, great, fantastic. So we're just going to leave things the way we are, where they are. I take Crimea. I take Syria. I hack into your elections. Mm -hmm. We're just going to leave things alone. I mean, what 
And what are we threatening them with? Economic stuff. Just got an update. The one-on-one meeting is now over. It has concluded. It just came through. That's All right. Well, I'll plan accordingly. That's and your... so the press conference will be coming at some point, yeah, and we'll yeah, go to it yeah. live. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So I guess we'll take a break. It's scheduled for uh, 10 till our time, and we'll uh, we'll try to get it to you live. It's got to be interesting. It'll be history-making. Or not. Boy, and then you combine the complexity of it all with the fact that the media is going to unfairly characterize it completely anyway. I mean, the truth, the absolute truth, the unvarnished truth would be damn interesting. Oh, yeah. I, right. And, you're, you're well, you're right on both points. Stay tuned. Uh, it should be interesting. On the, Armstrong, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I would like to talk to somebody. We're trying to line somebody up who's read the entire very long indictment that came out on uh, Friday against all the Russian military dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, are, are by name are very specific? Who are certainly operating at you know Putin on Putin's wishes. Um, that's not in doubt, correct? No, no, absolutely not. And uh, th- there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. In um. David Ignatius of the Washington Post wrote over the weekend, Putin must wonder what else America knows about Russia. I hadn't looked at it this way. He said, when Putin's sitting there with Trump, Putin's got to be thinking, oh, by the way, their press conference together, we're thinking it's going to get pushed back. It's supposed to start in a few minutes, but these things never start on time. If it does, we'll go to it live. Right. I don't see the networks on standby at this point. No, so it could be. Well, everything's running late, which is that good news? Would you say that that's good news or bad news or impossible to tell? The fact that it's running much longer than it was going to. Mm, I don't know. I'd be guessing. Okay. You want me to? I'm a talk show host. Yeah, I guess. It means that major developments are afoot and they decided to stick with it. Almost has to mean something happened, right? If nothing happens, you walk out early or on time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just not, you know, if it's unproductive, yeah, you'd quit. But anyway, I hadn't looked at it this way. David Ignatius, who writes about spycraft and that sort of stuff for a living for the Washington Post, said Putin's going to be sitting there and thinking, how did the Americans find out all these facts? What other operations have been compromised? How much else do they know? The the Russians have surely begun a damage assessment to figure out how we were able to collect this information and how much damage was done to their cybersecurity as a result, says a former CIA uh, general counsel. They are probably also doing a counterintelligence assessment to determine whether we have any human sources and whether or not they've been compromised. It's a shot across the Kremlin's bow. The message is, if you don't stop cyber operations against the United States, we have the detailed information to identify and disrupt your intelligence services, officers, sources, and methods. Mueller isn't asking Russia to stop. He's warning them of the consequences of going forward. Mm, That sounds very tough. I just don't understand why we wouldn't have done all of those things before. I mean, this this is almost two years ago. Well, it is two years ago. It's exactly two years ago. 
Well, I'd hope we'd done something. I would hope so, too. Now, Putin's not going to come out and say, yeah, they uh, broke our defenses and uh, stole my uh, all my cash. They broke <laughs> into my, my account at Kremlin National Bank. Um, he's not going to let on. But, uh, yeah, that's that's an excellent point Ignatius makes, that we uh, went ahead and showed some of our cards. Yeah, yeah. not only would we know, know, know you guys did it, we know who did it and on what dates and what servers they went through. Yeah, yeah that's right. We know that. Yeah, Chris Christie, former prosecutor, he was yesterday talking about, and I'm not smart enough to have picked up on this, the only reason we gave out all that information on Friday was to let Putin know what we know because you don't do that normally. It, it it hurts your whole case and everything like that. You don't need to release all that. You hang on to it till you get you know further down the road of prosecuting. Right. The only reason we released all that information is so Putin goes, holy crap! They know it was Jim on Friday the third at two o'clock. How mm-hmm. the f do they know that? And then Trump walks into the Kremlin, closes the doors, and and well, you know, you know what he said and did, don't you? No, nobody does. But it's a great opportunity. So to your Concern about him meeting with Putin. I get that. If, and this is, you know, this is the if. If he went in there for the purpose of saying, yeah, not only the stuff we released, but this, this, and this. Fair warning, Vlad. Then I think it was great. God, if I'm Putin, though, I think, no, you're not. You're not going to do these things. If you would have, you, if you if you could have, you would have. You're not going to do, I almost said a bad word. <laughs> Hey, go ahead. These are tough times. <laughs> oh, you know, speaking of Putin, I heard a really interesting point, because I have a feeling we're going to be going. Is that the press conference right now? No. No, that's a, okay. That's Pink the wink-gate. fellow. Uh, that's wink-gate. Oh, okay. did, did Trump wink at Putin? I love you. Nice job on the election. Huh? That's pretty good. Getting <laughs> me elected. Not easy to pull Stop off. Stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't believe that, by the way, for a second. So, including the fact that, you know, there have been many polls since that if you had the election again, Trump would still win. Okay? By more. And by more. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, listen, uh, Vlad Putin gets up in the morning and goes to bed at night, presuming he sleeps. I don't know if he sleeps. Maybe he just stays. <laughs> he, he lies down with his eyes wide open, looking back and forth. That's how he sleeps. But <laughs> uh, presuming he does go to sleep, he goes to sleep thinking about destabilizing the democracy, the, uh, the democracies of the West. Not only the United States, of course, but he spends a hell of a lot of time on that, and for good reason, we're the big dog. But Europe as well, and it was pointed out by some uh, wag this morning, foreign policy person, I thought he was absolutely right, that um, Putin's indiscriminate bombing in Syria uh, and some of his other activities around the world are designed to drive immigration into Europe. To destabilize wow. Europe. That's a long game. Because now, you know, Trump and others have said, let's have some safe zones. Let's have some places the civilians can go. Let's call us cause a ceasefire. Let's get some of these. Let's get some water to these people. I mean, come on now. Obviously, Assad's going to win or, you know, the rebels are going to lose. Let's protect the civilians. But no, no, he continues to bomb indiscriminately and brutally to make people flee to Europe. I thought that was an interesting Boy, theory. that's playing the long game. And it's, it's working. working. Really working. Yeah. Um, like changing world history working. Um, well, if you're Putin and you have unlimited resources and you're trying to destabilize a country, just look where, what are their problems right now? Give me a list of their 10 problems. All right. Now, those are the 10 biggest problems. Now I want a committee on each one of those problems. How can we make it worse? Bring me ideas. That's what he and his people do. I could do that job. 
<laughs> Got it. If if I'm him, there's been some horrifying crimes in uh, recent weeks. Well, recent years, but recent weeks. If I'm Putin, I find a Somali to uh, rape and kill somebody in Brussels because it becomes the news story, and everybody looks at that story. There was one in Italy recently. Um, everybody yeah, looks. Everybody looks at that story of why we've got to stop immigration, and it becomes a giant political this, and the the reigning parties don't get a sniff of power anymore, and just all that sort of stuff. He may have done that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Boy, there was just a horrific drug cartel, Mexican drug cartel murder in the United States. Two murders, actually. Can you imagine if that sort of murder got as much attention as, you know, white cop, black person? Illegal immigrant, American citizen. They're both valid of coverage. Anytime somebody's killed unjustifiably, it's worth coverage. But can you imagine if they put as much emphasis on that as they do the other one? So they put off the Putin-Trump press conference, but when it happens, we will go to it live. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, we'll have the beginning for you live no matter when it starts. There are other interesting things from that indictment and other stuff outside of this, obviously, we can talk about. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.